Welcome to the 33rd episode of Let's Conquer Books. T.D. Jakes in his book Soar said, Beginning with the end in mind will help you make many of your daily decisions for you. In this episode, I talk about five out of the ten unconventional laws to redefine your life and succeed on your own terms, which are reprogramming beliefs and practices that interfere with your goals, consciously choosing empowered enough uplifting models of your reality, reform the basic routines in your life to achieve an overall feeling of self-mastery, have life objectives that are entirely within your control, and listen to your intuition and follow your life's calling. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Alexander the Great Reader, and this is a podcast where we read, study lessons, and build our inner power because the next level we will reach does not tolerate cowards. This episode is inspired by a book I read called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, 10 Unconventional Laws to Redefine Your Life and Succeed on Your Own Terms by Vishen Lakihani. This book is great because it has the common entrepreneurial journey that most successful entrepreneurs go on, which is experiencing failure. He had a lot of ups and downs with his company, Mind Valley, which I'll talk a little bit about later. And he took massive risk to launch this company. He, he went to a great college, had a great degree in engineering. And he took the risk to also had to make a, a tough decision at the same t- time, quitting his career. I think he was living in New York in a little small apartment, just taking a lot of massive risk and having a, to make those tough decisions to build that company he, want, he believed in. He had a lot of grit, persisting through failure, pers- through, persevering through not making money, not seeing results, and still believing in your dream, your vision, your goal. It's a great book to continue to learn and create that expectation that the entrepreneurial journey consists of these things. Now, Mind Valley, the company he's famous for, which creates a lot of revenue, it's famous. It's a it's the top training program for peak performers. He gets a lot of great teachers like Rob Shimara. He wrote the book about the monk who left his Ferrari, I think it's called. A great book. Esther Perel, she's really good with relationships. Wim Hof, he's famous for being able to put his body in stream cold conditions. Neil Donald Walsh, he's very into spiritual, real good books he wrote. Conversations with God. Peter Diamandis. He has the X Prize Foundation. He wrote, co-wrote Abundance and Bold, great books. And Jim Quick, he's famous for helping Oprah, Will Smith, and a lot of famous people on helping them read faster, more quickly, retain what they read. Let's get into the five laws. The first unconventional law is consciousness engineering is the exact 
is the act of reprogramming beliefs and practices that interfere with goals. The book I'm going to use for example is Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. I think I've referenced this book in past episodes, and it's about hillbillies, and they have this engineering in the mind, this program that he had to reprogram, because hillbillies don't go to college, they're poor, they are forgotten, forgotten in our country, we really don't have conversations about them, they have little opportunities because they live in these real rural towns and country, very country areas, and are, so he was able to overcome that by changing his beliefs and practices to get his degree in law at Yale. Amazing. The, the, the book is worth reading just because of that and he, all he overcome. Because you not only need to be an entrepreneur, but to be someone successful, it's a journey. And you're going to go through most of what others have gone through. The second unconventional law is extraordinary people consciously choose empowered and uplifting models of reality. The book I chose for this one is Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. At his company, he empowers the new hire by saying, I'll give you 4000 to quit because he sees it as cheaper than to get an employee Pay him, train him, and then and firing him later because he's just doing such a bad job or he doesn't like being there. And only 3% of the people take that offer because they know how great working for Zappos, that's the company he's the CEO of, he didn't make mistakes of not... So he made a mistake earlier in his first company of not building culture. So don't he didn't make the mistake of not building culture with Zappos. In that first company, he was going to sell it, but he knew he was leaving it in bad hands because there was no culture and it was probably going to change and not be what he he wanted to be. So he focused differently on Zappos, and it's considered one of the best cultures to work for now. He also focuses on the customer, and he talks about not being passionate about shoes. That's what Zappos does. But he's passionate about the customer. They're known for having excellent customer service when you call there. They'll talk about anything. They'll help you with anything. They don't rush you. Another uplifting model of reality is he talks to his employees and he listens to them. So at his company, he has laughing yoga classes, full-time life coaches there for them, and free lunches. So... Most owners, most managers really don't communicate with their employees. So he's creating these uplifting models. He has something called the 10 committable core values. And he sees that if you don't agree to these or you fail to meet with them, those are grounds for being fired because that's those core values are what makes the environment of Zappos a good place to work for and a place that helps people you know grow and be better very important core values that he structured into their company you need a he talks about understanding what makes you happy so he understood that when he invested in zappos he didn't want to be an investor because 
when he sold his first company, he got like $200 million and he started becoming more of a venture capitalist and he invested in Zappos, but he likes the operations part of, you know, the business. So he didn't find happiness in just being an investor. He wanted to be the operator too. So he became the CEO. The third unconventional law is extraordinary people reform the basic routines in their lives to achieve an overall feeling of self-mastery. The book I'm going to use here is Born Standing Up by Steve Martin. So he, when you read this book, you see him from being a child until where he is today. And you see that he, he kept developing his routine and becoming a master until he reached that self-mastery where... In the beginning, he used to just do magic for his family and be this funny guy. He ended up working at Disneyland and learning from people there who who work around the visitors of the park. He learned magic. He learned how to entertain. Then he goes around California, San Francisco, doing stand-up. Very funny. Sometimes he'll be in a little place. Sometimes there'll be a homeless person. Just crazy situations. But, you know, he's developing this routine. I remember a story of he took everybody outside the club and just made them walk around. And he started developing a very unique entertaining routine that he starts selling out stadiums like Madison Square Garden. Amphitheaters are bigger than stadiums, like 20, 25,000 people. And he was the only act, which is even to today, I don't think there's Kevin Hart maybe can do it, but he was selling out stadiums in the seventies and I don't know if it was the eighties, but sixties, seventies. So he created that self mastery. He got to that level, but then got kind of depressed and he just started doing movies. And then he ended up doing self mastery there, doing a lot of really good movies. The fourth unconventional law is extraordinary people have life objectives that are entirely within their control. The book I'm going to use here is Principles by Ray Dalio. He controls a lot of his success because of principles he has. I took this from the book. It says, look to patterns of those things that affect you in order to understand the cause, effect, relationships that drive them and to learn principles for dealing with them effectively. So these are some of the principles he has. He says, embrace reality and deal with it. Use the five-step process to get what you want. Be radically open-minded. Understand that people are wired very differently. Learn how to make decisions effectively. So you can see by those principles He's trying to control his reality, his life, by learning from patterns and studying history and people and psychology and developing your own philosophy and principles. The fifth unconventional law is extraordinary people listen to their intuition and father life calling. The book I'm going to use is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. There is a disclaimer here that I am a Nike head. I love Nikes. The number one reason is I'm a sports fan, but I was born in 1983. Michael Jordan got drafted in 1985 in Chicago. So he always played on my team, Michael Jordan. And his shoes in Chicago and now everywhere, his shoes are beautiful, awesome 
pieces of work that I still, my son, I even buy them for my son. But I love this story because he had to go through so much, but he knew that the shoes that were being made in his time were not at the capacity that they could be. He had a great coach that was also developing shoes and he partnered with his coach and he went to China and went through a lot over there, finding companies, partnering with companies, getting backstabbed, finally getting companies to, to allow him to sell their shoes, develop, help them develop together shoes to end up forming his own company, Nike, and then getting all the money from companies in China and then coming here and competing with American companies and then getting sued by the government for millions of dollars about to go out of business, but he ends up winning that fight. Just amazing, amazing story of him following his intuition and his calling to create Nike, one of the biggest companies in the world and a brand that we all know just do it is one of the not jingles, but one of those sayings that it's cultural, just do it. Everybody knows it. So the action for this episode is I want you to read the code of the distorting mind by Vishan Lakiani and look for the books that bring to life or go into deep detail on the laws you feel like are making that you would like to make part of your life or that are attractive to you or that you would like to develop or strengthen. Because there's 10 laws. These are not all. But grab some of those laws and go deeper by finding books that pertain to those laws. I want to thank all the listeners and followers, subscribers that have brought this podcast to over 2,100 plays and downloads. The reading challenge right now, I'm at 129 books out of 140. And let's connect. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I'm more on Instagram. All the links are in the show description. If you know anyone that wants to be part of the podcast, that wants to be interviewed, that's a book reader, publisher, author, book lover, reach out to me. Let's connect. And I'll catch you on the next one. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or any other platform that has podcasts so you don't miss the next episode where I talk about Elon Musk is what he reads. Yeah.